Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, now, this is exciting because what we're going to do, we're going to completely change the conversation. And unless you've been in a cave, uh, there's, there's a lot of challenges with people controlling your life. And the, some of the narratives are that people are having restrictions in order to, to keep you safe from uh, your environment because there's a new virus that human beings have never been exposed to. And then there's other people that are saying, look, you know, it's really the immune system that this is just a virus like every other virus and that it's no worse than the flu. So, so what can we do? I'll tell you, let's boil it down and let's just strengthen your immune system. Okay. So we're going to go over three keys to that. Number one, Uh, Well, actually, here's one, two, and three. Physical stress, chemical stress, and emotional stress. Physical stress in all of these puts you in a stress state, decreasing your body's ability to um, adapt to the environment. So physical stress, you're looking at past traumas, work, even movement deficiency. So think of this. When we're on lockdown, you're not moving a lot. That movement deficiency alters how the brain views the world and alters your immune system emotional stress. Yes, that's right. Social distancing, job loss, lockdown, financial stress. All of these are just as important as physical stress. So if we're, we have physical stress and emotional stress, um, that does weaken the immune system. Chemical stress, medication, toxic food, lack of sleep, nutri- lack of nutrients. Um, obviously, there's a problem. Now, when we look at Stanford, Stanford Brilliant School, okay, up north, uh, they say, and they, the study came out April 1st to, or uh, April 11th, 2020, uh, that this coronavirus seems to be no more infectious than the flu. Okay, so now we've had estimates that it was going to be um, double, tenfold, a thousandfold. So, so there's been all sorts of estimates around, but if this is no worse, and plus the New York Times puts the um, corona no worse than the flu as well. Okay, and this was um, back about three weeks ago. Now, according to this year, okay, so so far, there's around 80,000 deaths associated with the coronavirus. And now, did they die from the coronavirus or did they die with the coronavirus? So there's a little bit of problems there. And what that means is, let's say that you had high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, you were taking a half a dozen medications and COPD. So you're sick and you get this cold and then you die. That's why 99.9% of everybody that dies has a comorbid condition. So why, why are we seeing so many people dying in America? Well, America is sick. And it was sick before this. In fact, half of our population, half will get cancer. One in five or 20% have an autoimmune disorder. 25% of us have a heart disease. Um, <laughs> if we're talking one in three, it's actually one in two now, um, seniors die with dementia. So you're talking uh, 40% are diabetics, 74% of a chronic digestive disorder. It's dangerous. So let's go to the CDC. What do they say about modifiable risk factors 
for disease. Since since a good hunk of our population, we're talking 54% of our children have a chronic illness or disease, and 60% of our adults have a chronic illness or disease, what are the modifiable risk factors? Listen to this. Quote, there are a number of studies that suggest behaviors might lessen the risk of developing disease. Among these are, get this, increased physical activity, having a diet rich in fruits and vegetables, maintaining social engagement, and participating in intellectually stimulating activities. Other conditions can also cause dementia or dementia-like symptoms, including reactions to medicational, medications, nutritional deficiencies, infections, poisoning, brain tumors, and anoxia or hypoxia. Isn't that interesting? So the CDC is recommending social engagements, intellectually stimulating activities. Um, <laughs> okay, now here. Now, when we got, I just had to write something down. Uh, it's interesting because when we're looking at modifiable factors, listen to this, because some people have these conspiratorial theories that are going on. Let's look at Bertrand Russell, because it, I've, I've got a curiosity. Like if somebody takes away your job, to, restricts you to house arrest, tells you you can't go walking in a park, hug your neighbor, and in order for you to go outside, you have to wear a mask. And, and, and then they're shutting down churches, they're shutting down this. And you're all, you're all familiar with this. So, so why are people going along with it? And that, that was the biggest thing I got. So I look back in history, and I look at Bertram Russell. Uh, now, you know, keep in mind, you know, that, that we have the most drugged, uh, most vaccinated population on the planet. Quote, diet injections and injunctions will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character, the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable. And any serious criticism of the powers that will become psychologically impossible even if all were miserable, all will believe themselves happy because the government will tell them that they are so. End of quote. Whoa, that's Bertram Russell. Yep, looks like we're seeing the end result of a good plan. So let's change that. Number one, when you're looking at brain, and we're talking about the emotional aspect of this, physical, chemical, and emotional. Emotions and where are chemicals created by how the brain perceives the environment. Uh, what's interesting is the frontal cortex, the frontal lobe, you're looking at, that's where anxiety, stress, depression, schizophrenia, impulse control are all coming from there. And uh, it's interesting that uh, this was posted March 29, 2017. So we're just talking a couple of years ago that if you can stimulate the cerebellum, that alters the frontal lobe function. And, and think of this. This is going to be um, creativity, attention planning, emotional regulation, reward-seeking behavior, um, solutions for schizophrenia, anxiety, stress. That means that if you can stimulate that cerebellum, that means for regular movement, which is the small part of the brain, um, and this means walking barefoot um, with symmetrical stimulation, so you swing your arms up the same way. Symmetrical activities help brain function.
It's literally alters your how your brain views the environment. And according to the Journal of Sports Medicine, regular exercises increase angiogenesis, neurogenesis, synaptogenesis, and the synthesis of neurotransmitters. In English, that means it grows blood vessels, it grows nervous system tissue, it grows connections between the nervous system and neurotransmitters. I mean, vitally important. And again, got to go back. If the government was thinking about your health, would they restrict your activity? <laughs> Let's look at European Journal of Epidemiology. Um, <laughs> our findings suggest that physical activity reduces long-term risk of dementia, especially Alzheimer's disease. Let's look at translational psychiatry. Um, physical activity counteracts neuronal loss and behavioral deficits. Oh my God. Uh, so when we look at this, we're looking at actual physical movement can alter brain function and can reverse certain neurodegenerative conditions. Exercise is good for you. Movement is good for you. When, somebody, please, we got to tell the government because these home restrictions are weakening the immune system. Now, let's look at digestion and the nervous system. Um, you have an enteric nervous system. This is called the gut-brain axis. It's literally called the second brain. And if 90% of the nerves that are in that gut are sensory, okay? Now, I know that sounds weird because think of this. This means that, that the vagus nerve, and not vagus baby, we're talking the 10th cranial nerve that goes down and supplies Every function of the gastrointestinal tract, you're talking um, motility, movement, secretions, everything. 90% of those, those fibers are sensory input. It takes information from the gut into the brain. Now, this is really important because when you realize that you're designed to live on this planet, not if you talk to Dr. Fauci or any of those barbarians that are running the country or Newsom or, you know, all the, the, the leaders that are telling you, be afraid of your environment, be afraid of your, um, your neighbors, and for goodness sake, put rubber gloves on, don't touch them and don't breathe around them. Okay, contrary to that psychosis. Um, your body has this vagus nerve, and this is it's, – it's doing everything to break nutrients down, and this is the only reason you're alive. You're alive because you're able to break proteins, break them to amino acids, fats to fatty acids, and carbohydrates to usable sugars. But also, anything you put in your mouth – has to either be utilized, stored, or eliminated. That's what your digestion does. So why would 90% of the fibers in that gut be sending information from the gut to the brain? Because your body is always adapting to the environment. You are designed to live here. Um, there's, there's a brilliant article, Annals of Gastroenterology 2015. The gut-brain axis interactions between the enteric microbiota and the central and enteric nervous systems. So again, gut-brain axis, another article. So does that mean that anything that damages the gut, the gut flora, the normal gut flora, does that weaken your immune system and alter brain function? Absolutely. They even call them psychobiotics and that you can actually manipulate the gut bacteria into getting healthy brain function.
Um, now, again, probiotics would be great, but how many people are taking glyphosates mixed in with their food? You know, figuring glyphosates is in every non-organic um, grain product, and this damages that, that gut-brain axis. So when we look at, at other things that can damage it, cholesterol-lowering drugs damage the gut-brain axis. So when we're looking at the coronavirus, how it's going through the system, and I mean growing through the planet, okay, just like every other virus. You figure viruses literally go through always. We're, we're, it's part of our cycle. Now, why do viruses uh, attack the sick and aged? Because that's what it's doing. And, you know, you're going to get some person say, no, it actually affected a young person. Well, why do viruses go through? Because they have a job. They're going to grow in sick and diseased tissue. This is why during um, when there's epidemics and things, quarantine has always been used in the past to isolate at-risk people. It's a unique experiment the world is going on now to isolate healthy people, never been done. So now we can actually, because since we're experiencing this, we can see the end result of what wiping out infrastructure, wiping out people's livelihoods, jobs, uh, contribution to society, limiting the food intake, putting them under extreme stress, and reducing their activity level and social interaction and causing an emotional stress, um, how that works with the immune system. If that helps and protects people or actually harms people. Uh, it's interesting, great article out of Nature that talks about non-antibiotic drugs on the human gut bacteria. So why are Americans dying at such a great rate? Well, we're about 5% of the population and we use about 90% of all the prescription drugs in the world. And in fact, polypharmacy uh, literally sets the stage for life-threatening adverse events. Now, the average person over over 60 takes 12 different prescriptions. Now, I am over 60 and I'm not taking any. So that means somebody's making up for my deficit. You know, I, I, I got to tell you, I'd rather change the statistic than poison another 60-year-old. Uh, it's interesting when we're looking at Parkinson's disease. What does that have to do with we're talking about gut health? Well, they say, and this was a brilliant article, again, published in 2011, and it's that um, Parkinson's disease is associated with an increased intestinal permeability. That's right, that if you have a leaky gut, it can actually increase Parkinson's risk or Parkinson's disease. And also the alternate, the opposite, you know, we got stuff that damages the gut flora, and this is going to be antibiotics, statins, cholesterol drugs, almost all prescription drugs. There's over 300 different types of medications that damage the gut flora. Let's do the opposite, probiotics and digestive disorders. It turns out that recent studies, and this is published at the Annals of New York Academy of Sciences, quote, recent studies demonstrated that probiotic bacteria have beneficial effects in these diseases by effectively improving the intestinal barrier function. Wow, amazing. Then we look at Don Huber. This guy is brilliant. You're talking international scientist, professor emeritus of plant uh, Purdue. 
and he's talking about glyphosates. Now, glyphosates is used on almost every genetically modified uh, crop. It's used on every grain other than non-organic. They're finding levels of glyphosate in American moms. Now, this glyphosate is actually an herbicide, but it 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 damages the gut of the intestinal tract of insects. It also has a natural antibiotic property inside of human beings. So it literally damages your gut flora, the one thing that gut-brain access. So we know that this glyphosate has been found in American urine, drinking water. It is everywhere around you. Could that be another reason that Americans are dying from uh, something that Stanford says is no worse than the common flu? Absolutely. Don Huber's quote, quote, historians may look back and write about how willing we are to sacrifice our children and jeopardize future generations with a massive experiment based on false promises, flawed science, just to benefit the bottom line of a commercial enterprise. Wow, amazing. How about you read that again on this experiment of where we're isolating healthy people, wiping out their jobs, telling you that your job is either uh, essential or not essential. Yeah, you tell me the dentist that is non-essential. You show me the retailer store. Okay, that's non-essential. But now, then you got the psychosis of the California government where gun stores are essential, but health food stores are not. Oh, this is friggin' brilliant. Well, now we know, if you look at the Journal of Law and Medicine Ethics, the title of the article is Institutional Corruption of Pharmaceuticals and the Myth of Safe and Effective Drugs. That's right, folks. The myth of safe and effective drugs. You know, you might have heard, oh, gee, you know, the side effects are. Have you watched TV in America? Side effects are dizziness, nausea, vomiting. Okay, you hear that. Those are not side effects. Those are effects. Okay, it might have a side effect of reducing can uh, cholesterol or blood sugar or pain, but it's it's not going to work it. Now, now let's just say because remember, why are Americans dying the greatest? Well, we're the sickest population on the planet. Um, the right drug at the right dosage at the right time. Okay, now there was a study back in 1998 by the Journal of the American Medical Association, and they said 106,000 people a year died from the right drug at the right time and the right dosage. Wait, I'm sorry, how many people died of the coronavirus and not, not from the coronavirus? They died with the coronavirus. Okay, this is a whole different world. How many people every year are dying from the right drug at the right time at the right dosage, okay, um, 128,000 have died. Of course, this is a few years old. I'm sure that number's increased. So what does the body do to balance its systems? Well, to balance the pH, and this is your pH balance or acid-base balance, um, you have respiration, perspiration, um, and I always say pooping and peeping, but it's literally, literally, your digestive tract balances your pH. Breathing and perspiration balance it. Now, with a home lockdown and you were put in your homes, um, you're not getting a lot of exercise, respiration, and perspiration. And it's interesting, too, because when you look at the beaches, uh, <laughs> we should be open to those beaches and have people walking hand in hand to get everybody healthy. So let's look at metabolic or uh, 
there is uh, what other reasons are our population getting broken down? Well, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, that's super common. We're seeing that that breaks it down. Proton pump inhibitors or um, medications that weaken your uh, bones, okay, that's actually designed to lower uh, stomach acid, which increases uh, esophageal cancers, increases damage. When we look at vitamin D, and this is hugely important, and this is, you know, why when we look at immune system problems, what is flu season? Flu season is low vitamin D season, and it's a colder weather. And this is why every prediction around June, January was saying, look, as soon as April comes around, there's going to be more sun. Um, viruses always decline around there because vitamin D and sunlight actually kills viruses, but it strengthens the immune system. So strengthening the immune system is vital. Um, and in fact, proper vitamin D levels can reduce your risk of dying by 50%. According to the American Journal of Cardiology, so vitamin D levels can help with heart disease. It can help with cancer. It can help with all of these heart disease, stroke. I mean, we're looking at everything. In fact, vitamin D deficiency is associated with 124% greater risk of dying from all causes. Why did they wall off the beaches and parks? Uh, again, uh, if either you got ignorant or evil. I'm voting the best chance we got is our leaders are completely ignorant. But why are we going along with it? Uh, because we're, we're, we're respecting each other, and that is causing us damage. Magnesium deficiency, hugely important. Now, 80% of Americans are magnesium deficient. Now, this is just one mineral. You need around 125 minerals, but magnesium is something that you can get right now. And in fact, when you're in the ocean, you get transdermal magnesium absorption. So, you know, getting in the water, getting out in the sun, again, fantastic way to go. Um, <laughs> and when you look at the magnesium deficiency, we're talking hormonal imbalance, chronic fatigue, abnormal heart vision, depression, anxiety, panic attacks. How about we state that people that are in lockdown that have just left their job, that bills are piling, piling up, get some magnesium, okay, or get on the beach and walk with your feet in the ocean water so you can get some magnesium. I mean, would that help anxiety and panic attacks? Absolutely. You can also get dark green leafy vegetables, nuts, seeds, um, mackerel. One of my favorite fish, by the way, beans, lentils, avocados, bananas, fantastic. Okay, so now what do we got? We got physical, chemical, and emotional stress. How do we balance our pH? We've got respiration, perspiration, pooping, and peeping. So let's work on breathing. Now, breathing is such an important thing because what are the three factors that we have? The free keys to your immune system, physical stress. Absolutely, that can alter brain function that, that literally is, is putting your body in a stress state, can alter every function of the body, can alter digestion, physical stress can alter emotional stress, physical stress can change your chemistry and put you in a stress state. Okay, chemical stress like being toxic or poison, anything that damages the intestinal tract will weaken your immune system. 
emotions are chemical and we have a uh, chemical stress that literally if you're exposed to it so we have physical stress chemical stress and emotional stress and emotions are chemicals secreted by how the brain perceives the environment well now what can help all three of those breathing so if you're at home open up the windows now why why do I say that because I was driving down the coast coming down from from the boat I saw a person jogging with a face mask on now there are multiple multiple reports of people with a face mask passing out driving their car into telephone poles passing out hitting it because those masks interrupt oxygen flow it causes a chemical and a physical response in the body uh, and typically when you see somebody with a mask you're not saying wow cool that person's protecting me you're thinking oh my god that person might have an illness or they're afraid that i do let's go over and correct this problem the benefits of nose breathing that's right in through the nose out through the mouth why because air is breathed in through the nose it's warmed through the nose and also the mucous membranes inside of your nose can actually produce nitric oxide now nitric oxide lowers your blood pressure increases oxygen absorption kills viruses that's right kills viruses bacteria and boost your immune system so just deep breathing outside now if you're deep breathing outside with sunlight that's fantastic because sunlight has ionizing radiation that increases oxygen carrying capabilities of of you know the air Heck, if you're out walking on the ocean with your feet in the ocean, nose breathing with sunlight exposure, that's the greatest thing in the world for you. How our leaders have done this is crazy. Now, when we look at the World Health Organization, they actually say there is no evidence that wearing a mask by healthy persons helps decrease the spread of a virus. That's right. That's on their website. The California Department of Public Health also say there's limited evidence to suggest a cloth face covering um, during a pandemic could reduce disease transmission. Absolutely. And I'll ask people, why do you have that mask on? Are you afraid you're going to breathe in toxins that are floating around the air? Or are, do you want to limit oxygen flow to your brain and put you in an oxidative stress state? Um, because that's what they're doing. It's as crazy it is, is a mask will actually weaken your immune system. And then we look at the study that I brought up last week and the week before at a med page from Korea um, that they had people with a mask coughing into it. But now we got to look at this. When we're looking at solutions for immune system problem, we're looking at physical, chemical, and emotional stress. The United Nations warns, and this was April 16th, just about uh, a month ago, hundreds of thousands of children could die globally because of the economic turndown. Own this one. The UN is saying that hundreds of thousands of children are going to die because of the government's response to the coronavirus. Now, those are just the children. How many people, how many seniors are now going to go hungry um, because of the economic turndown?
how many people are going to commit suicide or have uh, domestic violence because of this response to something that Stanford says is no worse than the flu. Mind-blowing. We know that one of the best ways to strengthen your immune system is through healthy food. And this is you got to get organic. you got to get plant-based. Why? Because when we look at this, figure this, one of the things that's involved in cancer, heart attacks, diabetes, allergy, Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, is called this nuclear factor kappa light chain enhancer. It's called NFKB. Now, this is a, a stressor on the body that's produced by stress that leads to so many different diseases. We're talking septic shock, AIDS, everything. Nearly every fruit and vegetable contain inhibitors of that NFKB. Amazing. So just getting fruits and vegetables. How do you deal with emotional stress? Look at prayer and meditation absolutely every day get centered because if you're being programmed by the tv that's right you are being programmed if you're watching commercial tv i think god knows i mean i subscribe to the la times to find a glimpse at what regular people are being exposed to because i usually am studying too much and it's mind-blowing so look at neurolinguistic programming look at eft look at the demartini method Find something. Find solutions for physical, chemical, and emotional stress. Start opening up your eyes to the government control of your lifestyle. The restrictions that you're putting on are not constitutional-based. They are designed to control the population for something that Stanford says is no worse than the flu. That's right. It is a virus. It's not some strange thing that's going to wipe out our planet. But what will have way more of a death toll is the government response to this virus. That's huge. So you can take charge of your health. Make a difference. If you're going into a store and they require a mask, have your doctor write a note. We have notes in our office to tell our patients that they don't require a mask because it puts stress on them. This is Dr. John Bergman, your advocate for health. God bless you, and I love you.